Viking Boy by Tony Bradman. Blood, fire, vengeance. Chapter 4 Nightmare Creatures. All eyes were turned in the same direction, out over the sea. A huge ball of light had appeared on the horizon and was moving towards them, silver beams radiating from across the white-capped waves, the pulse of beating wings growing louder the closer it came. Grim had let go of Gunner, and he rose to his feet just as the radiance broke into an arrowhead shape made up of nine separate lights. For a moment, Gunner thought it was a sky of magical glowing geese, the brightest at the tip, the rest angled behind it, four on either side. Then he gasped, and there were screams from those around him as the shapes gradually became clear. The lights were enormous flying wolves with riders on their backs. Gunnar glanced at Mother and was amazed to see her smiling. I fear no man, muttered Scully, eyes narrowed, hand on his sword hilt. But what monsters are these? This must be a dream or some kind of madness. It's neither, said Mother, turning to glare at him. Don't you recognise them from the old stories, you fool? Don't you know who they are? Her voice rose until it almost cracked. They're coming! Odin's Valkyries are coming! Gunnar knew about the Valkyries. They were Odin's shield maidens, legendary beings who rode winged wolves. In the old tongue, their name meant choosers of the fallen, and Odin sent them to collect the bravest men, any warrior who fought against great odds and was killed with a sword in his hand. The Valkyries carried them to Valhalla, the hall of fallen heroes, where they would feast until the day of Ragnarok, the terrible reckoning at the end of time, where they would fight for Odin against the forces of darkness. Now Gunnar understood why Mother was smiling. The Valkyries were coming for the only man who had died a true hero's death that night. At last, the beating of enormous wings filled the air above them, and the giant wolves swept down to land. The flames in the longhouse had begun to subside, but now there was a greater brightness, the wolves and their riders giving off an eerie, shimmering glow that reached out to touch everything with silver, even the trees in the forest and the high snow peaks of the distant mountains. The wolves were the creatures of nightmares, each the size of a horse, but with bristling grey pelts and huge leathery wings. Their eyes glowed red, and blood dripped down from their muzzles as if they had come from some ghastly carrion feast, which might have explained the foul odour they brought with them. They swished their tails, snarling and showing their glistening fangs, swinging their massive heads from side to side, tugging at the reins held by their riders. The Valkyries were even more terrifying sight than the wolves. Gunnar felt a chill of fear as he studied them. Nine tall women warriors in black chainmail and black cloaks, all holding red shields and spears with leaf-shaped blades, the points sparkling like stars. Their faces were completely hidden in the black helmets, with visors in the shape of a raven's curved beak. There was muttering in the crowd, desperate prayers to Odin and Thor, and the whimperings of those whose mind had given way. The four surviving dogs of the wolfmen lay with their stomachs pressed to the ground, ears flat to their heads, whining in terror. The leading Valkyrie dismounted and walked over to Father's body. She took off her helmet and Gunnar gasped as her coldly beautiful face was revealed. Her long black hair had the glossy sheen of a raven's wing and her eyes were like two dark pools. I am Brunhild, queen of the Valkyries, she said, her voice echoing in Gunnar's head. Who speaks for this warrior? Who will tell me his name? For a long moment, nobody dared reply. The only sounds the steady crackling of flames and the whining of the dogs. Gunnar stepped forward. Brunhild turned to face him, her eyes boring into his, but he stood his ground, meeting her eyes with his head held high, 
refusing to show that he was scared. I speak for my father, he said. I'm Gunnar Bjornsson, and he is... I mean, he was... His voice faltered, and his tears filled his eyes, but he steadied himself and carried on, his voice gaining strength with every word. He was Bjorn, son of Sigurd, holding this steading that has been ours since before remembering, and that coward had him murdered. Gunnar spat out the last part and pointed an accusing finger at Scully. Brunhild swung round to stare at the man. Grim and the rest of the wolfmen had backed away, their faces masks of terror. Scully was left alone with Gunnar and Mother, father's body beside them, but he met Brunhild's gaze too. It was battle, not murder, Scully said, shrugging. He gave as good as he got. But it was you who attacked us, you who killed Arna and Ranulf and burned down our home, Gunnar yelled. My father was only defending his family. He had no quarrel with you. Such is the way of things, boy, snapped Scully. Man is wolf to man. But what you did was a crime, said Gunnar, turning to Brunhild. Aren't you going to punish him for it? Isn't that what the gods are for? We are servants of the gods, not gods ourselves, said Brunhild. We take fallen warriors to Valhalla. You must pray to Odin for anything more. Gunnar stared at her desperately trying to think of something he could say that would make her help him. For the briefest of instants, he thought he could see a softening in those cold, raven eyes, but he couldn't be sure. Come, Gunnar, said Mother, we must let them take your father. He looked at her, and she smiled and kissed his forehead. Gunnar gave in, and Mother and son soon stood next to each other, their hands clasped. Sisters, lift up the fallen warrior, said Brunhild. The Valkyries dismounted and lashed their spears together, covering them with their cloaks to make a beer. They raised father from the ground and placed him on it, breaking off the arrow in his chest and laying down Deathbringer, folding his fingers round the hilt. At last, Brunhild and her Valkyries climbed into their saddles. Wait, said Gunnar. He ran over to Brunhild and grabbed her reins. Gazing up at her, she towered above him on her wolf. The creature growled softly and shook his huge head. Scully ordered Grim to kill me just before you came, Gunnar said quietly. How can I save myself? Brunhild stared down at him. This might be your day to die, or it might not. Only the Norns truly know what your fate will be in this world, Gunnar. But now is the moment where you must say goodbye to your father. Gunnar let go of the reins, a picture forming in his mind of those three old women, black ragged cloaks, the Norns. Mother came across to him, and they, and they bent to kiss father. Brunhild spurred her mount into the air, the Valkyries following her, and they flew into the dark sky with a great beating of wings. That was incredible, amazing, muttered Grimm, shaking his head and staring at the glow of the horizon. He moved towards to stand beside Scully. I'd never thought I'd see anything like that and live to tell the tale. And what kind of tale will that be, Grimm, said Scully? What about how brave you were? It better not be. You and your lads behaved like a bunch of frightened girls. It was only me and the boy who stood up to them. So you don't want me to kill him, said Grimm, looking puzzled. Did I say that, muttered Scully. The boy definitely takes after his father, which means I want him dead more that now more than ever. Get on with it, Grim. Yes, of course, spluttered Grim. You men, hold the boy. Gunnar went cold as the nearest two wolfmen moved towards him. Then he sighed. What was the point of struggling? Maybe it was better to give up, to end all this anguish. Grim was advancing, dagger in hand, and Gunnar could almost feel the steel blade slicing into his throat already. Then, Mother grabbed a knife from the belt of the nearest wolfman and slashed at Grim with it, an arc of blood spraying from across his cheek. Scully and the other wolfman stared at Mother with their mouths open. Run! She screamed at Gunnar, their eyes locking for an instant. 
and he knew she was giving him what might be his only chance to live. So he fled. He dodged the grasping hands of a wolfman, who slipped and fell behind him. He ran past the people on the farm, hurdled the still terrified whining dogs and headed for the gate at the forest beyond. He heard Scully yelling and realised he was being chased. An arrow whistled past his cheek. He ducked to one side and a second arrow just missed him. A third hit the gatepost as he ran through the open gate, but now his feet were on the track in the forest and the trees ahead of him like a solid wall of darkness, the cold wind rustling through their tops and making a noise like the sea. Ten paces to go, five paces, and he was swallowed up, the outside world gone, the shadows between the trunks as black as death.